I'm Helen Tucker. Welcome to Your Career and You, the podcast. My mission statement is learning to believe in yourself gives inner strength to achieve the impossible. Your journey is all about learning to believe in you, becoming the top consultant and CEO of your own business and taking control of your own career. Your journey starts now. Welcome to Naz to Your Career and You, the podcast. I'm so excited you're here because even though we've known each other, I think going on to two years now, we've collaborated on the successful retreats. I'm just really happy that I'm going to sit down with you up close and personal about your career and how you've actually navigated your way in terms of your business and even giving some tips to those who are looking to do something similar to yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so happy that you started this podcast. We were talking about it two years ago and to just see it come to life is super, super exciting. So thank you for having me. Thank you. So what I want to find out is, tell me your experience of just living in Dubai in general and just share what you do on a day-to-day basis and what you've developed over the years. Well, my experience living in Dubai has been my home experience because I moved here when I was three. So for me, Dubai is home and it will always be home. And it has provided me with the resources to become who I am today. So that's my experience of Dubai. I can't really give anyone an experience. I just tell them it's home. That's it, full stop. (laughs) But it's a wonderful place to become who you want to become. I think all the necessary tools are there for you. If you just take good advantage of them and use them for the right purposes, you can grow a lot. So that's my perspective of Dubai. Now, in terms of what I do day to day, I have a coaching business as well as a consulting firm. So I juggle these two hats. And then during winter, I also have a food truck. So then I add a third hat. <laughs> but that's that's just me. I can't sit still. I have to be doing something. So that's what I do. <laughs> that's really great because I know how insightful you are, not in just in terms of yourself, but also your clients and who you come in contact with. And it's interesting that you said that that Dubai has the resources and the tools. So if you can explain what sort of resources have helped you in your journey in terms of your business, especially the food truck and your online business as well, what you do for for people. It's super nice because everything is relatively new, right? So, you know, you have the opportunity to be the first ones doing it. For example, food trucks, they've been around in North America for so long, but we just saw them come around maybe a couple of years ago here with the first one, Find Salt. So it created a whole market space for people to actually enter and to bring in really unique ideas. And people are really receptive. I've noticed that, you know, the community as a whole is receptive to unique ideas. So whatever unique idea you cultivate, I'm sure it's going to be successful if you have consistency and discipline and take inspired action and have a vision. I think that's the unique part of it, that everything seems fresh. So that's one of the most important resources that you can find here is, you know, fresh, unique ideas. Then we have a really big community of 
millennials, I would say, right? So this age group that, you know, they've studied abroad, now they're coming back and they're like, okay, what can I bring from all my experiences, for example, in the States and bring add value to it here. So we're seeing a big boom of that of all the, you know, students returning. So again, that's a whole new market and a bunch of new opportunities that are coming up. And overall, I think just being a very multicultural city and country, you can connect with people from all walks of life. And it's totally normal. Like at our retreats, right, we have people all ages, all nationalities, and they just come and we just vibe and it just feels natural. Like we can all click together. And I think that's, it's like a superpower that we we have. And when you travel the world, you notice, wow, like I have the skill to connect to people that, you know, other people in different countries might not cultivate that skill because they don't have that experience. I like that because unless you touched on, there's quite a few areas that you touched on, which really I can resonate with, like the uniqueness and the freshness and also having the connect, connecting communities, because I think that's really important. And I love the, the diversity here in Dubai. So again, I can understand how well you've done because you're bringing something that is, is needed as well, which is, which is fantastic. Going further into that, what challenges have you faced, if any, with sort of developing the business and looking at how you put across your own unique style of doing things? Wow, challenges. Well, for one, they say that you can't juggle more than one business at once. And I thought they were joking, but apparently it's a thing. So you kind of have to devote all your time to one thing until it gets up and running for the other one to introduce the second one. So for the longest time, I was trying to do the coaching and the consulting parallel to each other, but most of my focus was going to consulting. You know, my partner kept telling me like, put your focus on coaching. You know, your consulting is stable now. You know, you, you have everything running, you have branches now and you have people that can help you. And COVID really helped in this situation because during COVID, I was like, you know what, I'm going to shift my focus and I'm going to really become really focused and driven in my coaching business. And I think that helped. So my first thing that I would say is the biggest challenge I had was trying to juggle both of them. But I've learned that one at a time and then when you get really settled in into one, introduce the second one. Don't try to do everything at once. So that was my challenge for almost a year and a half because I've been doing coaching for two years, but I would say that I've only settled in as a full-time coach maybe the past seven, eight months. Okay. So that's really interesting because I know you're a woman of many talents. You written children's books as well you haven't mentioned that so I'm gonna plug that <laughs> yeah so if you explain a bit more about how that came about well that was crazy because I talk about this a lot and one of the biggest limiting beliefs I had growing up was I'm not a creative person and it's because I was really good at math when I was a kid and I was just really an academic nerd, I would say even like I ran away from home when I was two because I wanted to go to school and there was no school enrolling me. So I was like, I'm done with this life. And I ran away after my neighbor to follow him to school, not knowing that, you know, of course I couldn't do it. But anyways, my parents found me and they ended up putting me in school and the school said that, you know, I was really good with numbers. So 
my dad was really good with numbers. So as a kid, I just assumed that you can't be both. You can't be creative and you can't be good at numbers. So I just made this mental deduction as a three-year-old and it stayed with me my whole life until I was in London. And um, I used to live in London where I was doing my postgrad and I was walking my dog in the park. And every day when I was walking her, I was trying to be in the moment. I was being really mindful. And I think when you're in the moment, just create, you're in your zone of creativity and these these ideas kept coming to my mind of the park talking to me and kids were w walking around what their experience was. So I ran home and I literally had a mental dump. Like I dumped everything from my mind onto paper and I wrote it all, let's say in a month, but I didn't publish it for five years. So I sat on it for five years because I thought I'm not a creative person. Like, who am I to do this? Until my own coach was able to like help me realize that this is just a limiting belief I have from all the lies I told myself as a kid and doing that mental deduction as a kid. So yeah, that's just how it happened. It happened naturally, but I stopped the flow because of my own limiting belief. And then when I released that belief, I was able to publish it. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And that's something I didn't even, I didn't even know about. So but you sat on that for five years and I'm just thinking about women who have really, they've got passion to do something, but then as you mentioned, they may have some limiting beliefs. And it's really interesting what you did to actually dig into what you can create and what you did create. So what other resources do you think could help other women to tap into what they have, tapping into their own potential? The thing that worked the best with me was questioning everything in my life, like doing the seven layers of why. So the seven layers of why is when, like, why am I doing this? And then asking yourself why seven times until you get to the root of it. So a lot of the times we're living life on autopilot. We're not actually being intentional with it. We're doing it because we've always done it and we just don't really think about it until we reach a point where we feel stuck or we feel stagnant, that stagnant energy. We've, we've actually self-sabotaged the free flow of energy. So what we want to do in that moment is, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? And what is the purpose? What is the deeper meaning? Because we're all here to share our gifts and our passions with the world. And that's how we serve humanity. And that's how, why it's so unique, why everyone's story is so unique, because it's impossible to have the same story in more than one person. So it was really for me going into my why. It's like, why am I doing this? I mean, I did my undergrad in poli religion because I always knew I was going to go into law. Then I went, you know, got my GDL, I got my master's in law. And then I was like, wait, why? Why am I doing this? So it's, it's, my life is filled with whys and I went through a big period of whys when I moved back here four years ago for a full year I was in a why zone I was questioning everything and really sitting down with myself and of course I had a spiritual mentor as well as, as, well as a mindset coach that really helped me realize okay what is it that I want to do with my life and you know what direction do I want to take it and how do I want to use my gifts that I've been given and the talents that I've also acquired over the years to serve my community and to actually step towards my highest self instead of staying into the small box that I've created for myself in my head. That is amazing because it is having that real insight into yourself. And I know some of the women within the group, the Women Talk group, they've shared their own battles and they've become demotivated or some have actually looked at this time, this COVID period, to really sort of think about a change of career or having their plan B. 
So again, it's thinking about their why and allowing them to, to really step into their own potential. So which is, which is great. I, I really love that. I really loved how you um, shared your story because you are a great storyteller as well. Oh, thank you. What I like is your Minutes on Growth newsletter because you also focus on relationships. And yeah. I think that's quite key, especially now, building a community, looking at connecting. So what advice would you give someone now who feels alone, who feels that they, they cannot get out of the situation that they feel in? What advice would you give them? So my take on relationship is a little bit different than everyone else's. Like, the first thing that I read about relationships almost a decade ago, really, like, I've talked about this with you before, like, it was a sentence by Dr. Wayne Dyer, where he said, you do not attract who you want, you attract who you are. And it was really difficult for me to understand that at that point. And so I just closed the book and I opened it years later. So my take with relationship is, we need to stop romanticizing. I need someone to complete me. Like I'm full force going in there. Whenever I have a session with a client, I'm like, you cannot control other people. You can only control yourself. So when you are at that vibrationally, when you are aligned, whoever you attract into your life, you're vibrationally aligned with them at that point in your life. And if relationships end, it's because you're just no longer aligned. Your values are no longer aligned. So I always focus on the self. How can I become the best version of myself so I can attract someone that understands me, that respects me, that honors me the same way that I honor and respect and love myself? With relationships, the first thing I say is, is go within and you know, don't be afraid to look at your own flaws and to look at your own shortcomings. You know, no one is judging anyone. People think that you know, there's like a community outside there judging them. But to be fair, no one's judging you. The only person judging you is yourself. But we get stuck in that loophole. Uh, it's like this ego loop in our head that, you know, I'm being judged. I'm not good enough. We are our own worst critic, right? So I always say that you have the potential to be the best version of yourself because the best version of yourself already is within you. You just need to tap tap into it and awaken it. So use this time alone to awaken the best parts of yourself that have become dormant and stagnant over the years as a result of social conditioning. The 100% perfection or whatever you want to call it, the wholeness is already in you. You've just forgotten to connect with it. So use this time to connect with that, become whole on your own, work on the values that are important to you. Some people don't even know what their values are in life, right? But the values can help us uh, make better decisions, make better commitments, make better, have better thoughts. And once we know our values and what is important to us and what makes us whole, then we need to go out there and say, okay, I'm ready. You, know, you just need to tell the universe you're ready and the universe is going to send you one. So yeah, my, my take on relationship is a little bit different. Like people bring their spouses to me and they're like, fix it. I'm like, no, I can't. I need to fix you. And well, I'm not fixing you, but I need to help you realize how you can become your best self. And then either it works, that relationship, or it doesn't. But you know that you've tried your best becoming the best version of yourself. Wow, I love that. And that best self, that best version of yourself hits all areas of your life, work, business, personal relationship, because knowing who you are is, is, is key. It's just amazing. I'm just like, I can listen to you all day. It's just amazing <laughs> what you share. 
And that's fantastic. My last question is, what does taking control of your career mean to you? I think it means showing up to the best of your ability every single day of every single moment. And the thing that people get wrong here is they think the best of their ability needs to be like a high performer all the time. But sometimes literally getting out of bed and just taking a shower can be the best of your ability. And that's fine. As long as you're using your energy wisely, you know, showing up authentically. Yeah, you got to be consistent, like discipline and consistency and inspired action and faith is what was what creates results, right? So I think taking control of your career is just showing up and being the best version of yourself and trying to be a little bit better than you were yesterday. And that's it. I always say, if you like go to bed, just ask yourself, what can I do better tomorrow? Then you have taken control of your life and you are leading your life and not your life leading you. Excellent. So having that uniqueness, the best version of yourself, and even maybe setting that reset button so you know this is who I am and getting up the next day and thinking, what can I do better? That's fantastic. Thank you so much. This means you've informed, you've inspired, and you've ignited me as well. And you were Thank you. Thank, thank you so much for having me and thank you for creating Women Talk. I love it. I love being a part of it. You're welcome. Thank you, Danan. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Your Career and You, the podcast. The career and business tips shared by our guest were certainly inspirational, informative, and insightful. For more tips on how you can take control of your career and business, subscribe to our next series of Your Career and You, the podcast. You can also visit our website for more information. So subscribe and take control of your career and you.